Hello, everybody. I'm Matt Mikuchi, and you're listening to the Jazzy's podcast. Hello everybody, Jazz's online editor Matt Mikuchi here, welcoming you to a new episode of our podcast series of conversations with some of the most amazing artists on the jazz and creative music scene today, a series that we simply like to call The Jazz's Podcast, and that is brought to you in conjunction with Jazz's Vinyl Club, a series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz's editors and that is an absolute must for lovers of jazz and vinyl alike. Today we continue to highlight top talent on jazz guitar in our Jazz's Podcast series of conversations and we'll be speaking with Mike Clement, a fiery up-and-coming jazz guitarist originally from the west coast of Canada who has quickly become an in-demand sideman upon his relocation to New Orleans, the birthplace of jazz. Last year, Clement released his debut album as a band leader, Unfinished Business, reimagining the classic sound of the 1960s jazz organ trio into catchy, feel-good originals and flavorful renditions of swinging standards. We talk about the record and more in our latest episode of the Jazzes podcast. So, fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. Hello Mike, welcome to the Jazzes podcast. Hey Matt, uh thanks so much for having me. It's a real pleasure to have you Mike and uh thank you uh for doing this. Uh thank you for taking the time and uh you know one of the things that I like to do for this podcast series is because it's you know it's usually the first time I talk to the artists that are on uh the Jazz Ace podcast. So uh one of the things that I like to do is I like to start with a little icebreaker question and uh generally you know it's uh just to share an early musical memory that when they think back to it they realize that's where it all might have started for them their journey in music do you have one such musical memory that you'd like to share with us uh yeah sure when i was uh, a little kid my grandpa this is really cute my grandpa would make me these uh mixed tapes like like for a tape deck and i would listen to them um before i went to sleep and uh they had like fats waller and oscar peterson and all this like wonderful music that i would later like rediscover was like this incredible jazz music um but at the time you know it was just kind of cute fun music to fall asleep to <laughs> yeah and did it help yeah definitely falling asleep <laughs> that's yeah. good it's that's awesome i mean do you, do you come from a musical family yeah well my dad was like a uh a really great um blues guitar player and like fo- folk singer and stuff so growing up he was always playing in in bands and i could go to his um performances and you know kind of watch my hero in action <laughs> right and so uh was there a lot of music played in the house you you it sounds like you got started pretty early on then <laughs> yeah i i mean i yeah i'd like i was definitely like already really ju- i just loved like the way instruments looked and the idea of that you just you know poke buttons to make sounds like pretty much from when i can remember it it, it took me a little while to pick 
to pick up an instrument and actually start trying to do it, but definitely yeah. was around. Yeah. And was it always the guitar for you, or did you get started on any other instrument? My, yeah, because my dad always just had guitars around. I kind of always knew. It's funny, like I would look at the guitars on the walls, and I just kind of always knew I was going to pick it up one day. But uh, I tried, you know, I tried trumpet and saxophone and and piano and all these. I tried a whole bunch of them, but the guitar was, was the one that always just kind of stuck out to me. And, uh, you know, this is a funny question, but, you know, uh, is there any particular guitar of those ones <laughs> that were laying around the house that you felt, I don't know, that, 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 you know, you were drawn to in particular? Maybe it was because of the shape or the color or something like that. Well, yeah, I remember the first guitar I thought was really cool was the, like, the red Gibson SG, you know, played by um, Angus Young from ACDC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I thought that was so cool, but my dad had this uh, Fender Strat. It was like a tobacco, you know what a tobacco burst? It's like a brown kind of, and it gets darker to the edges. He had this beautiful tobacco burst Fender Stratocaster that I thought was just a gorgeous guitar. Nice, nice. Aside from your, your father, were there any early influences that kind of inspired you in those early days? I mean, also with my mom, like she played a bit of piano and she would play this um, this kind of this boogie woogie was thinking back. I'm like, man, this, this was probably really hard to play. And like, it was killing that she was just playing this like boogie woogie blues while me and my sister would just like run around in circles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So, yeah. It yeah. Is, there, it, there was a lot of music in my, my childhood for sure. Nice one. Nice one. And, uh, at what point did you gravitate towards, towards jazz? What is it about this art form that grabbed you, even from a creative point of view, as you sort of grew up and, uh, started developing your technique and your own voice? Yeah. I, I actually didn't really get into this music until, uh, in my twenties, my early twenties. Um, cause all through high school and stuff, I was into like, yeah, blues, the guitar and stuff like Steely Dan, like kind of more of the, the uh the prog prog stuff with lots of cool chords so i think all the ingredients of that stuff that i really liked was was from jazz but then later i kind of discovered jazz and went oh that's where all that cool stuff that i like is from so and then yeah. doing a doing a bachelor's degree in jazz really you know helped uh, right so i mean once you got into it history. you got into it in a big way basically <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I never looked back. <laughs> I mean, one. I mean, I guess you know. Now you're you're originally from Canada, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. And is that did your you know interest in jazz you know help you make that decision to move to New Orleans? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah I I grew up in like a little teeny fishing village in like rural Canada. So um, there wasn't a lot of exposure to uh, culture and stuff. But I slowly moved. South, you know, and I did a bachelor's degree, and then I had I had a friend here by the name of John Bauer, and we did our undergrads together up in Canada, and he found out about New Orleans and moved here, and then he was like, he was doing great, basically, from then on, you know, like making a living and getting to play all the time, he was a trumpet player, and, uh, you know, we would check in on the phone, and he'd be like, well, it's always here, you know, so took me about eight years or whatever after that, but I finally made it. So, and I'm happy right. that I did. 
Yeah, yeah, it must be. I mean, that's really the place to be, really. With all its history and, you know, it's it's an amazing place. But what was that first impact for you? I mean, what was the first impact with the music scene there? Well, it, it was, I loved being part of the community here because it's very welcoming. Um, I, I mean, other guitar players are happy to meet another guitar player who, you know, they can sub their gigs out to and they got better stuff to do or whatever um and it and there's a lot of young people uh, you know that are into jazz that move to this city to like kind of yeah get to participate in it and see where it's from and see what it's all about and so yeah there's a great community here it's also uh yeah just a lot of really great players you know and new orleans isn't a huge city number wise you know i think it's only 500,000 people or something so for a city that size you know there's just tons and tons of musicians track you are hearing is from Unfinished Business, the debut album as a band leader from guitarist Mike Clement, reimagining that classic sound of the 1960s jazz organ trio and showcasing his brazen, exuberant sound, as well as his impassioned improvisation on a set of originals and reimagined standards. And if you love jazz and vinyl, be sure to check out Jazz's Vinyl Club, a new series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz's editors and featuring some of the most exciting jazz artists from yesterday and today that we cover in the print version of Jazz's, Jazz's.com and these Jazz's podcasts. Go to Jazz's.com and click on Join Vinyl Club. And now, back to my conversation with Mike Clement. Not too long ago, you released your debut album, Unfinished Business. Uh, well, first off, what's the meaning behind the title? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, it's, it was really, yeah, so like I always wanted to be a musician like for a living. Like that was really important to me. And um, like growing up, I was kind because of, my dad was, he was like a, a musician and he was kind of self-taught and he tried to do it for a while and then he kind of, you know, was faced with the realities of the in- instability of income and stuff, so he moved on to, you know, uh, he did a degree in electrical stuff, and it ended up being like a high school teacher. So he he always uh, tried to impart on me the wisdom of don't try to make your living as a musician. Um, so I did. So I didn't at first. You know, I tried to go to school for engineering, and and then I ended up going to school for music and. But then I was, I'd always have to have part-time jobs and stuff while I was running around playing in all the bands, doing all the gigs I could up, up, you know, and there's just not a ton of, of gigs and stuff to do, you know, in northern, northern western Canada. So, um, the unfinished business that I wanted to do was to become a musician, like, for a living. And then I started to do that, uh, basically as soon as I moved to New Orleans, so. Right. 
So I guess the business is finished now, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, is it ever finished? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's on to the next thing. I'm like thinking maybe I should call the second album like Business Casual or something with a business theme. (laughs) That'd be fun. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) still unfinished. (laughs) On raw business, uncooked business. Still business. Biz, still business. Yeah. Okay, let's let's stop this. This is madness. <laughs> well, no, I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, obviously, the, I I love this album. I mean, there's something, uh, you know, it's a very distinctive sound. That vintage organ sound, also, uh, which is uh, truly fascinating. Tell me about recreating that that sound. I mean, where did that idea occur? Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for for saying that. I really appreciate any, anyone who just took the time to listen to the damn thing. Um, but yeah, the, I always just found that the organ, the organ, drums, guitar, like that combination just, well, it really, it really serves, um, featuring the, like, the kind of guitar that I always really loved, which was like, it's kind of like, it's very bluesy, but it's also very, you know, it's got all the, the jazz stuff too. So there was a lot of, um, Pat, Mar- I don't know if you're familiar with the great Pat Martino, RIP. Yeah. Um, but he did a lot of stuff with, different organ players and drummers and there's there's this one album of his uh, live at the yoshis with uh billy hard on drums and um joey d francesco on organ another uh great yeah and just that the whole vibe you know it's so cool and like there's a lot of room for it to get loud and funky and also but also like lots of space for you know all the fast fast runs and yeah and soulful just love that sound <laughs> yeah a lot of room for improvisation is that something that you like kind of just to create that that space as you said i mean oh yeah definitely Im- improvisation I, I i always had if i if i tried to learn like a classical piece or something like i couldn't i couldn't make it through you know like i could i could definitely memorize it and i could do it at home whatever but like in a performance like not a chance i could like just recreate something note for note, you know. So for me, it was almost uh, more of a necessity to just be able to just kind of be in the moment and and just do whatever I wanted with it because I wouldn't be able yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. Do it otherwise. But it's also yeah. about, I guess, uh, finding the right people to play with, right? So uh, who who are the other musicians on this record? Your your comrades on this project? Uh, yeah, actually, I I hired both these guys. Um. Joe Ashlar is an incredible pianist and organist here in New Orleans, and Shannon Powell is like a uh, this like kind of New Orleans legendary drummer. You know, he played in Harry Connick Jr.'s big band, and he's kind of I I didn't know who he was before I moved here, but when I moved here, everyone was like, "Oh, you like this is like the New Orleans drum guy. Like, you got to check this guy out." So, um, I just ended up kind of seeing and hearing these people and just being like. Well, the, you know, in an ideal world, this is, you know, the band that I would get for my album. So I just made it happen. And, uh, fortunately they liked the music and, and, uh, and of course did a great job of playing it. So it, it worked out. <laughs> yeah. Is the organ trio something that you are also going to continue to explore in the future? Are you thinking of exploring it further? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I just did just did one on on Monday with uh with Joe and a different drummer, but uh 
it's so fun. Yeah, it's so fun. And, and just with three people, you know, because there's only three of us, we can, we can really, um, you know, we, you don't have to have rehearsals and stuff. You can just kind of go places and be really in the moment without, you know, and there's only three of us to get on the same page. So. And what about, uh, you know, just, just, uh, you know, looking ahead to the future, uh, are there any ambitions, uh, that you'd like to kind of pursue that you can share with us? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, with this debut album that I put out last year, I'm already inspired to do another one. I mean, I just want to, I just want to keep making records, but, uh, unfortunately budgets are restricting. So I, uh, already started writing music I'm, I, and I want to get back in the studio, probably with that same band and, uh, put out another one, hopefully later this year. So keep it going. Right. And what about gigging? Are you going to be hitting the road, you know, uh, to other places as well, taking your music out there, uh, for the people to hear? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm constantly playing here in New Orleans as a sideman, like all the time, but I don't get to do my music that much, unfortunately. But I, I am going to get a little mini tour up in Canada, kind of where I went to school and stuff on Vancouver Island and in Vancouver, uh, in May. So I've got that to look forward yeah. to. Yeah, I mean, it must be, you know, you definitely. I mean, it's it's going to be great, right? Going back to where it all began for you, and uh, y- y- that's that's maybe a little an, another part of that unfinished business we were talking about earlier. Another another box to tick. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's always fun to go back and because you know I just have a ton of family and and friends that I made, you know, throughout that that area. So every time I'll do a show, you know. And, and I had all these t-shirts. My, my uncle had these t-shirts made that have the, the CD on it. So, uh, all my friends and family will come out and they'll be wearing the t-shirt, you know, and they'll be making just a riot at shows and stuff. <laughs> so it's really, yeah, it's really fun. It's great to have that support. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, Mike, it's been a great pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Really appreciate it. <laughs> enjoyed my conversation with Mike Clement and I urge you to check out his debut album Unfinished Business available now and if you love jazz and vinyl be sure to check out our Jazz Is Vinyl Club join the club and we will send you four premium limited edition color vinyl albums mailed directly to you just go to jazzes.com and click on join vinyl club for more and as music from Mike Clement's Unfinished Business plays us out, I encourage you to keep an eye out for more Jazz's podcasts, our print magazine, and other great content available to you on our regularly updated website, jazzes.com. And if you like what you see, you can always subscribe for more. Till the next time, this is Matt McCucci signing off. See you soon. Mm-hmm.